All right, Rush is back. Hour number two. Teddy Lehman here. Josh Helmer in studio. Tyler McComas today out at Trey's Bar and Grill, 108th Street in Tulsa. It's Tulsa Day, Ref Tulsa Day. Uh, We've had shows out there all day today, gearing up for the big Oklahoma-Arkansas game in T-Town tomorrow. Uh, What time's tip tomorrow, Tyler? 12.30 12.30 is tip time tomorrow. OU in Arkansas, I'm looking for a spread. I'll let you know when I get one. Uh, okay. Um, I got a good text, or we got a good text uh, a little while back, and, and it's. I think it's, it's a good question that needs to be addressed. Um, but I think it was Lincoln Riley that texted this in. Uh, by the way, thanks for uh, listening, Lincoln, because I've gone back through the text messages from this number, and – it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, but the question is this. Does Roof and Chavis hires show a lack of commitment to winning? It's just like the, the uh, Tim Kish and George Kittle all over again. It's friends and family over results. BV's going to uh, be a 10-win ceiling just like Muleshoe. Um, I, you do have to consider that a little bit. Um, whenever you hire guys from the place you were before, that's always something that people are going to look at. But here's the thing. Anytime you hire a coach, almost always they're going to bring their guys with them that were at their location they were previously, or they're at least going to give them the opportunity. Just like Lincoln did, Uh, Just like almost every other place you see whenever they hire a new head coach, that head coach, you know, usually gives the guys that he was coaching with previously an opportunity to come with him. A lot of those guys helped you get to where you were. Now, these are interesting because Roof doesn't have a really long track record at all with Venables. They've only crossed over at uh, Clemson one year, I believe. Isn't that right, Uh Tyler? Yeah, so I, I see the original points, um, and I, I think it's fair to say, like reading more about Brent Venable's backstory this week, like he got hired as a position coach at Kansas State on an interim basis, and there was no promises whatsoever. In a lot of ways, he was done a favor by uh, Bill Snyder. So I, I'm sure that he's eternally grateful for that. Maybe he is the type of guy this this time around, Teddy. That's like, you know what? I finally got my opportunity as the head coach. I'm going to give some guys some opportunities that may not be able to get them in a year like this, and I'm going to bring them to a job like Oklahoma. I was given a chance, and I proved out to be great. I'm going to give some of these other guys some big chances and roll the dice on them as well. I don't necessarily think that that's what's going on here, but I don't know. I guess you can't necessarily just outright disagree with the thinking of that or the thought that that could be the case here. I'll outright disagree with it. If, if you think that Brent Venables, in his first opportunity as a head coach, he's waited his whole career for the perfect opportunity as a head coach. If you think he waited for that, took it, and whenever the, the opportunity came, he just, oh, I'm going to hire some buddies and uh, we'll ride this thing out, no big deal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, Venables... Yeah. There is nobody that is going to be more committed and, and have more of a desire to win than Brent Venables. Like, 
there's a lot of pressure whenever you you step out and take a head coaching job. I mean, you could be a failure. You could be viewed as a failure. This is a place where if you don't win, it'll chew you up and spit you out. And he knows that, right? There's no way that Venables is going to make hires that he doesn't 100% believe that those guys are are going to help get him to where he wants to be and help get this university to where they want to be. Brent Venables wants to win a national championship. Now, whenever you talk about the Kish hires and the Kittle hires, I mean, you're talking about Bob Stoops made those hires, I don't know, what, 10, 12 years in? 20, yeah, yeah. No, it would have been like 2010 or 2011. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, your, your timeline's about right. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Like, Sure. When Bob Stoops came in, he he brought a mix of veteran coaches and young coaches. Some young coaches were going to have to prove themselves. Some veteran coaches added some stability to the staff. And it looks to me like that's exactly what Venables is doing. He's got an experienced coach that's going to be the D.C. and, I think, linebackers coach. He's got a younger guy right now in Chavis. I, I think that's exactly what Venables is doing. There's zero chance that Brent Venables is just, you know, hiring the, the, the good old boy squad and bringing him here to have some fun. That's not what's going down. Yeah, um, Sean says on the Air Cover Solutions text line, Roof has a ton of experience as a defensive coordinator and around the country in coaching stops. And, and, and that is right, looking at his resume, and maybe there's this thought out there that, oh, he's just some you know, 32-year-old kid with not a whole lot of coaching experience. Not really. He's been coaching since 1987 when he was a GA at Alabama. So this guy is... He's, he's been around Bama, West Georgia, Duke, UMass, Western Carolina, Georgia Tech, Duke, a whole lot of others in there as well. Uh, Penn State is the D.C., Georgia Tech is the D.C., Vandy is the D.C. So Sean's right. He's got a lot of defensive coordinating experience. And, you know, no, the numbers would not tell you that some of those numbers were great at those stops, but how many guys realistically have, you know, thrown up great numbers at some of those stops that we're talking about? So, I'll, hey, look. I'll be optimistic about this hire until I have a reason not to be because of what you said to start the show today. All this means is that Brent Venables is going to have a pretty large hand in the defense, and I think that that's that's what we want. There's no way you should complain about that. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's um, – I am – right now I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I You know, there's a a lot of people that question it. I the only reason I question it is because I'm not familiar with the guy. And just because I'm not familiar with the guy doesn't mean that uh, he's not a great coach. So uh, I've got an open mind for this thing. You know, there's there's a lot of really good football coaches out there. Not all of them get great opportunities um, like some do. So I'm open to it. I'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure along the way we'll have some things that we like, maybe some things we dislike. Just got to wait and see. There's a, a lot of conversation here at Trey's Bar and Grill on uh, if you're going to be the next linebacker coach or not. I'll let you tell them. No. Okay. There I think – I believe Ted Roof is going to coach the backers. Hmm. I, so, that, Ted Ted is going to coach the linebackers, but it's not Lehman. It's another guy. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um, that's good. That's great for recruiting, honestly. Much, much better chance to re- – hey, that, that's a poll question. Who would you rather be coaching linebackers, Ted Roof or Ted Lehman? 
uh, let's go with the roof guy. I think yeah, he knows I what agree. he's doing. Yeah. Um, I, I can't Ted keep. Ted Lasso. That's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. I can't keep up with the text line. And it's probably. I told you, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's probably best that I don't because, man, there is some, there's some special stuff in here. Like what? They rip it on Ted Roof? Well, not so much ripping on uh, Ted Roof. More ripping on uh, me or you or me and you. Oh, that's fine. I read those texts all the time. What do they say? Uh, I'll just I'll have to find some of them. So, like, what I think is the most interesting thing about this is all you you like whenever you scan through, like someone will send a text message. And you can see, like, their history of what they've sent. Like, some people will send a text message that's like, no, that's a bad point. Here's the reason, which is great. Uh, and then you follow it up, and then they'll, they'll agree with something, disagree here. Like, that's what you're looking for. If there's a history of text messages that are all just, like, brutal about how big of a moron someone is over and over and over, <laughs> like, you've got a problem, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Dude, like, I, I, I like the, the best thing about today is the Tulsa Day's been awesome. But the second best thing is you handling the text line for a day. Like this is every day for me. Yes, yeah, you got to have thick skin to have that little bitty iPhone two in your hands for four hours a day. Here's the, maybe the best text message of the day. I agree with Teddy. BV isn't picking coaches in the good old boy system. BV wants to win. Best text of the day. Wow. Any time way to text. Way to cherry pick the ones that uh, right. agree with you. Dang. Whenever hey, if you I want to get your text through, read, just say that something nice about Teddy today. That's all you got to do. That's right. Uh, it's almost like a, a heading. I can see a little bit of the text message from the beginning. If you want it read, it's probably got to say uh, Teddy's right on it. So there you go. Jeez. Um, I, you know, I do think it's interesting, okay? You know, part of it is. You know, whenever you you hire someone and they bring in new people, some of it's going to be splash, some of it's going to be big names that you you've heard of, but a lot of times it's it's not. And whenever yeah. you hire someone as head coach, what you're saying is we're we're putting our trust in your judgment to put together a staff to build the culture, um, to handle games on the sideline, to handle. Uh, players on and off the field, you know, there's a lot that comes with it. And one of those things is that, you know, you, you were trusting you to put the staff together. So right now I trust that. So Tony Elliott's Clemson OC is about to become the next head coach at Virginia. Um, we kind of speculated that Maybe there was going to be some cracks in the Clemson Foundation. I think Brent Venables is a much bigger loss for Clemson than Tony Tony Elliott is. They'll find another OC. Who's all of a sudden has more uncertain uncertainty moving forward? Is it OU now with the new coaching staff, or is it Clemson trying to replace? I mean, really, the guy that is second most responsible for their biggest run in school history. Well, it's, it's a good question, and I will add to that, thanks to uh, Josh Helmer back here in the studio. Chris Lowe put up a tweet, and it says, as Larry Williams, T.I., reported, Brent Venables is taking with him another key member of Clemson's staff, Thad Turnispeed. Hmm. Uh, he will serve as Venables' right-hand man. 
Turnip Seed came to Clemson from Alabama and was the Tigers' director of player development. So uh, maybe a key behind-the-scenes uh, type of guy. So, yeah, he's he's plucking uh, Dabo's staff. Turnip Seed? Yeah. Yep. His name is Turnip Seed. His yeah, it's his name. last name. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You got a problem with someone's last name? Are you making yeah, judgments problem. on how this guy problem. is going to handle business based on his last name? Wow. I think he's going to suck since his <laughs> last name's Turnipseed. That's what I think. What about Thad as a first name? Yeah, uh, Thad's fine, but I don't know, man. Just Thad's fine, but you've got a problem uh, with Turnipseed? It's turnip better than Turnipseed. I mean, it's fine compared to Turnipseed, dude. I, name whatever. Whatever first name he could have, it's about tur- – no one would know. It's about turnip seed. No one's even probably called him by his first name before. Uh, Teddy, you are awesome. There's a text on the text line. God, I, Guys, quit feeding into him today. Stop. All right? Stop. Unbelievable. <laughs> now every single text says Teddy's right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does. Um, we, we need to do – like once every other week or something, a day where you're in studio and you handle the text line. Uh, Just so sweet. everyone can kiss up to you. No, you were better than Rocky all those years. It was pretty obvious. We'll be getting texts like that all day. Right. Yep, that's right. Um, good stuff. Uh, keep the text coming. Hour number two rolls on. Tyler hanging out at Trey's Bar and Grill up there in Tulsa. It's the ref, Tulsa Dave. Been hanging out all day there. Um what Parker was at Billy Simsburger earlier over there on Yale. So good stuff. Been a lot of fun, and we'll continue it throughout the afternoon. We'll be back. Welcome back, Tulsa Day live on the Ref. Special guest coming up here today. We're at uh, Trace Bar and Grill, seventy-eight ninety-one East One Hundred and Eighth Street. Uh, they say they have Tulsa's best burgers, so I was out to, to see if that was the case or not. I had the Theta Burger, and, God, the Theta Burger was so good. Travis Davidson uh, with Trey's Bar and Grill now joins us. Um, this spot's awesome, man, but the food was the food was amazing. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and to, not, to, not to trigger uh, any Sooner fans out there, but uh, part of what makes our burgers so great, it is 100% double ground brisket. So, uh, again, that, that brisket word I know is a trigger word. It is. Uh, uh, you know, amongst the Sooner fans. So, um, yeah, you know, we, we set out to kind of if, if, if you can put a good meal out there, uh, you know, a lot of people can have, you know, everybody has the same alcohol for the most part. You know, you can, you can have the atmosphere or whatnot. But if you can provide somebody a good quality meal uh, at an affordable price, then you're pretty much going to stand the, stand the test of time. There's a reason yeah. that there's. A bunch of chain restaurants, not a lot of chain bars. So uh, I think the food really became important to us, and that's why we celebrated seven years in November. So Wow. Congrats, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, Teddy, it's been a story that's been told multiple times over the past week, but Travis is the guy that was involved in uh, Smoker Gates. Um, he had to go get his smokers from Lincoln's house last week, and I, I, I guess they thought that the Sooner Militia was going to show up with him at the compound, but uh, this is this is the guy that we're talking to here, man, that went through all that. I love it. Uh, that was awesome. A lot of people were following really closely there. Uh, that's interesting. That whole saga was, was pretty fun to watch and follow along with, and 
it sounds like at least Tyler told me that there were some nervous people around there when you went to pick up the smokers. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because early on, uh, you know, when you get the – I was actually here at Trey's whenever I found out that Lincoln left. And, man, of course you get all the texts from all your OU buddies and family and whatnot. Say, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Of course I saw it. I, I glued to Twitter, you know, 24-7 it feels like these days. So uh, – but my first thought was somebody messaged me and he said, does he still have your smokers? And I thought, oh, crap. Yeah. I got to go – I got to go get him. But at that point I have to realize – I don't know who still worked there. Like, I don't know who still had a job. So do I reach out to Annie? Do I reach out to, you know, Megan? Do I reach out to Clark? Do I, who do I reach out to? Because I don't know who still has a job. And I, I, you know, I didn't want to be selfish and think, okay, these people are going through a massive change, and now I'm going to make my my problems a priority. I didn't want to be that, that selfish. So um, I tried to go other ways with it, and I figured – you know, the way he left, I didn't know if they were on a moving truck heading to L.A. to smoke some tofu or avocado or, or whatever they <laughs> nice. got out there. Um, I know he's not gonna. <laughs> I know he's not gonna, you know, smoke any meat properly. So, um, anyways, we were yeah, we were absolutely uh, concerned about it because those are my my catering uh, smokers. And what's cool is, man, Twitter got behind it like crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. And yeah, uh, Caitlin Riley's parents follow me up dad follows me on twitter so they were able to follow the whole Smokergate saga and they literally i mean they they brought him to the front of the neighborhood because they thought there was going to be a full-blown angry mob ready to march on the house wow man. and i was like no dog i'm i'm a friendly dude like we just i'm just trying to get the smokers you know it's it's not that big a deal i just i just need my stuff back before it gets shipped out west you know yeah so and it, it actually concerned me because i got involved with a listing agent um grady that um i was listing the houses and i asked him i was like hey I, I need the smokers he goes i didn't see any smokers in the garage and i started to get worried i was like it's in the it's in the detached garage i was like go check in there and he, he finally two days later hit me up and he's like hey they're there i was like oh thank goodness thank goodness but i've been able to uh to link up with gateway drum smokers those, those are the smokers sure. we use and we actually use them here at, at cardinal club uh, right across the street uh, to smoke those tomahawks and i'll tell you what I, I legitimately believe at least one or two of the recruits ended up uh ended up at oklahoma because of those states yeah there you go that's yeah. what i'm going to tell myself even though i have no evidence that I'm should be like the uh, marketing slogan here at trey's bar and grill hey know? absolutely he is travis davidson with uh, trey's bar and grill right here in tulsa 7891 east 108th street teddy you'll love this travis and i were talking off the air he is uh, as as big as you and i are on braylon presley he is on the uh, braylon presley train like the rest of us well, yeah, of course he is. Who's not? It's hard not to be on the the uh, coaching staff at OU, Teddy. Yeah, that's exactly. Unfortunately, the only people that give the offers out uh, are the ones that aren't. But I'm uniquely situated because uh, my pizza place that's in downtown Bixby, uh, Brick Brothers. I just opened it a couple months ago. Uh, he works at the ice cream joint that's that's kind of connected through a back hallway uh, and co-owned. So. I get to talk to him a lot, and man, he—it uh, was interesting. I, you know, we were talking about the coaching staff at Oklahoma, uh, the the new coaching staff, if you will, at, at least the leadership. He was really excited about it. I brought up Levy's name. His his eyes got real big, and I asked him. I said, "Man, what what are the odds, man? Come on, I need I need you in crimson. What are the odds?" And 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 he said, "You know what? If this would have happened earlier, you know, I'd be all about it. You know, I definitely." Uh, 
you know, having some consideration, but just the timing of it. And I think that's what we're all, you know, kind of frustrated with and everything is just the timing of how everything went down. Uh, really put not only the, the recruits in the 2022 class, uh, the coaches, uh, everybody in just a, a really unfortunate situation with the timing with signing day coming up, early signing day coming up so close. Yeah. Well, there you go. Travis, well, hang on a you second. Hold... Okay. Yeah, I've got up? a marketing idea for you. Because okay. you've, you've got all the, the ability to do it. You need to sell a, a beef jerky, mule shoe brisket jerky. <laughs> and sell, like it, it. sell it in your stores, whatever, dehydrated brisket. Um, I think people would eat that up. Now, you'd have to like, you couldn't use his face on there, but you'd have to make some type of reference towards him. Mule shoe brisket jerky. Yeah, I don't. I don't think at this point it would be too tough to reference him. You put <laughs> no Tebow doubt. on there, yeah, Tebow You put that on there. I think people are going to understand it. They might confuse it with Kevin Durant's ankles, though. So <laughs> you know, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to confuse those things. So uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think we can. We, I think we can pursue it. I'll. Uh, I'll cut you in a little amount if, yeah. uh, if anything goes off on that. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. Hey, uh, enjoy the basketball game tomorrow here at BOK. Absolutely. And, uh, thanks for having us out here at Trace Bar and Grill. Man. Absolutely. It's, thanks it's, for it's awesome. Ha- there you go. Thanks for being out. Travis Davidson, he also has uh, some Twitter spaces online that you can go check out as well. So I, I know a lot of OU fans. I know some former players. What, Kenneth Murray's hopped in there before? George Foreman has hopped in there? Tommy Harris? Dang, how about that? Do you do, you do it every single night, by the way? 9 p.m. every single night. Go check that out on Twitter. Travis Travis Skoll, S-K-O-L in all caps. Now, hang so, on a second. What you do you go. mean jump in there? What does that mean? Uh... I, Dude, you just click on it at the top, and you, like, find yourself in the room. I, I, I don't understand why you can't get this through your skull. You click on it and find yourself in the room. Yes, yes. Try it tonight at 9 p.m. You're not going to be doing anything. You're going to be sitting there at your house in Goldsby doing nothing. You have time. Okay. So what? how do, I, how do you search it? It's just going to be like if you follow Travis, it's just going to it's going to be at the top of the like the on your timeline. It's just going to be there. You'll see it. Ah, okay. Yeah, he'll 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 DM you something. All right, maybe he'll get you on. Perfect. Who knows? All, all right? right, good deal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you never answered my question though from from last segment. Who's got more uncertainty moving forward? Is it Clemson now or is it Oklahoma? You know, we were just talking here at the station over the last break, and it's interesting. Whenever you see everyone kind of jumping ship at Clemson. Now, we talked about that possibly happening, and I don't know. It's just – it's it's really interesting. I, do you think Dabo's going to stay there with everyone just kind of abandoning, or do you think he's got his eye on something else? Um, now, because here's think- the thing. Here's like the – like the the small percentage chance, like I, you and I both think that Saban's going to coach basically forever. But I mean, if there's starting to be like some rumors or something b- between people that know that maybe he's like if he won a championship and would be uh, sailing off into the sunset, I don't know. It's, it's just something to think about. I think that he's going to stay at Clemson because he's got an incredible amount of job security there, and the biggest factor of all, the ACC, man, that basketball conference ain't going nowhere. The only thing, in my opinion, that could change it is if Mario Cristobal continues, or just not continues, but all of a sudden starts killing it at Miami. If that's the yeah. case and, and, and the U comes back, then 
all bets are off, and maybe Dabo looks for something a little bit different. But, man, the, the AC – like, North Carolina's not going anywhere, nor is, you know, Pitt or, or Wake Forest or Florida State. My God, it's been forever since they've even been relevant in the sport. Like, he's going to have to reload on his hires for sure, but – He'll have a chance next year, I'm, I'm sure, to fight for a playoff spot just based on what the rest of his conference looks like. What do you mean forever since they've been relevant? They've won a championship since Oklahoma has. Okay, so they won a championship in 2013. Yeah, that was the last time that they had a team worth a flip since then. Golly, they've been terrible since then. Well, you know, they made the national championship the year after that. No, they didn't. I mean, they made the they made the semifinal, or they made the they playoff. Made the yeah. Okay. I mean, well, they well, sucked for seven consecutive years, Teddy. That's a lifetime in college football. Well, that's true. But you said they haven't been relevant forever. I was just trying. Feels to Feels like forever. Feels like forever. Okay. All right. Uh, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Tyler's still hanging out there at Trey's Bar and Grill. Stay tuned. It is the Rush on the Refs. Hold the day. Live at Trey's Bar and Grill, 7891 East 108th Street. I'll be here until 6 p.m. And, yes, we have the Rush 31st Listener T-shirts out here. They've been going like crazy. Come by. Just show us that you have proof of the Sports Talk 1400 app. You're going to walk away with a free T-shirt, a free hat. We've got uh, lots of cool swag here. We'll be giving away uh, two basketball tickets for tomorrow's game in Tulsa. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Probably going to have to come out to Trace, though, if you want to win those two basketball game tickets for tomorrow. Which, speaking of, by the way, I still don't have a spread on that game. 12-30, Arkansas, ranked number 12, against 7-2 and OU at the BOK. You uh, smelling an OU upset? What do you think? Uh, that's interesting. Why is there not a spread on that game? That seems strange, doesn't it'll, it? It'll come out in a couple hours. Like none of the basketball games that I'm seeing have a spread on oh, it yet. Gotcha. But I'll 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 find one. Yeah. Um I don't know. The the Butler game has got me a little bit worried. Uh Arkansas's a good team, man. They're athletic. Um I'd probably take Arkansas, but that doesn't wow. mean Wow. That doesn't wow. mean that I think OU is uh, not a good team. I just don't think they're there yet. I think it's going to take them a while before they hit their full potential. Wow. Arkansas. Wow. Teddy's getting back to his roots and picking the Hogs over OU tomorrow. Okay. 1230 on ESPN2. I'm, uh, yes, I am going to be a homer and pick OU to win by three points tomorrow. So, just in case you were wondering of what comes next, yeah. OU's winning tomorrow. Yeah. You want to hit the text line? I'm getting some yeah. interesting text messages. What do we got? It sounds like T.J. Perry was super upset about the T-shirts that you're claiming were your design uh-huh. or your idea. Right. Is there is there something to that that you know of? Yeah, so um, I guess he says that was their original bit because the guy that we're referencing said that they only had 11 listeners and – the story that I understand is that he told management one time to make T-shirts about that. They said no. I brought it up this week, and they said yes, and we have them here today. Um, I gave him a decade to make T-shirts, so maybe that maybe that was rude of me. Maybe I should have given him another decade to finally get those T-shirts out, but um, I think he should be mad at management, not me. I'm sorry. 
So you're telling me it took a decade to go from 11 listeners to 30 listeners? It's been it's been a, it's been a tough climb, man. It's Dang. been a real tough climb. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Toby is awesome. Tyler sucks. That is all. <laughs> um, well, Toby's on his way, so you're going to get your wish soon. Don't worry. A question that only Teddy can answer. How important to Levy are running backs that can catch a ball out of the backfield? <laughs> I like that one a lot. That's an inside joke on the. Actually, it's not an inside joke. I think everyone knows your affinity with that. Uh, that's pretty good. That's funny. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to dive a little bit deeper into that if if that's something big. I mean, he catch football out of the backfield. Um, here's one that I think is interesting. Venables has replaced Thibodeau and Kane with two guys who have no recruiting background. What do you make of that? Read that one again to make sure I fully understand that. Venables has replaced Thibodeau and Kane with two two guys, two coaches that have no recruiting background. Um, how do you how do we know that they have? I mean, are you talking about Ted Roof, like? Yes, I think I think that we're making accusations about this guy without fully knowing the story. I feel like because he doesn't have some incredibly impressive resume at another school, that there's this thought that he just automatically sucks. Is, is that the vibe that you're getting? Uh, yeah, I I I think so, and I think there's reason to be patient and wait this thing out, and see what what comes of it, and get a feel for him. Uh, I'm just shocked that you're taking that stance whenever you're typically machine gun McComas. No, I, dude, I, I want to be fair on everything. And maybe the hires don't work out to be great, but, I mean, we'll find out. But just, like, here's the problem that I have is saying that they don't have any recruiting background. Well, how do you, how do you know that? Do you actually know that? Have you looked at the players that he signed? Or have you just looked at the resume and just decided that you don't like the hire? There's a difference. Oh, man. This is funny. It's a text message that's it's pretty good, but they've sent it seven times today. TJ and T Row sound like the Winklevoss twins whining about Zuckerberg stealing their idea. He uh, just texted me, by the way, TJ. Oh, really? uh, he said, BS, you were sitting right there when I mentioned it. Exclamation Ooh. mark. To which I said, What size do you wear? I'll bring you back one. Oh, <laughs> I cannot read what he responded back to me. Wow. So, yes. Okay. Yes. Listen, have if if you've got such a great idea and you like the idea, then then take it upon yourself and go make something of it. That's what I said. Yes. Right. Exactly. Sounds like TJ would be a crappy recruiter if he can't even <laughs> convince someone into making a T-shirt. TJ Roof, is that what we should start calling him, I guess? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Teddy, you are, <laughs> you are the brains of the show. Well, duh. <laughs> that must be a new listener right there. It's a new listener. Welcome to the show. That's, we're Can here you every day from 2 to the listeners, the players that are uh, going to need to step up in the absence of, of the opt-out starters on defense? That's, that's actually a good question. We're, um, we're starting to get some guys opting out. Uh, essentially the entire defensive line, uh, the starting rotation anyways. Isaiah Thomas, um, uh, Perrion Winfrey, and Benito. Unfortunately, I would say Caleb Kelly, but we know that he got hurt in the Baylor game. So you're looking at what, Stripling 
Yeah, here, 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 Sooners Big 12 country, like, they did a defensive starters projection against In Oregon. In the backfield. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Stripling at edge. Redmond at uh, defensive tackle. Coe at nose guard. Reggie Grimes at defensive end. You good with that? Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, as you would say, Deshaun White at inside backer along with Stutzman. Yeah, I think that's probably right. We'll see. I think you'll have White, Stutzman, and uh, Aguebu rotating there and maybe some Shane Witter. Uh, I got uh, a cor- feeling that Venables is going to like Shane Witter. Corners are Woody Washington and DJ Graham. I'm good with that if you are. Washington and Graham, okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Safeties are DTY and Pat Fields, and your uh, nickelback is Billy Bowman. So that's fine. Like, I, I don't know how much depth they're going to have behind that, but it-, it was looked at as this doom and gloom defense. Oh, my God. God, how are they going to stop Oregon offensively? Like that's not the worst. Uh, that's an okay. That's an okay lineup there. They'll, they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all right. those guys played every single game, anyways. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think. Listen, are we are we going to go out there and play uh, Stonewall defense? I, you know. Probably not. We're probably going to have some issues. You know, they're going to have a ton of time off, more time off than you would typically have. You've gone through a coaching change. You've had a bunch of guys opt out. There's been a lot of different things going on there. So, yeah, I mean, I I expect it to be a, a little bit different of a football game, but it's going to be the same thing with Oregon, I expect. I mean, they're going to have opt-out guys. They're going to have transfer portal guys. They're going through a coaching change as well. So we got two teams. It actually ends up being a good matchup because you got two teams that are kind of in the same yeah. situation. Hashtag breaking. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Dan Lanning will leave Georgia to become the next head coach at Oregon. Wow. That is out of left field. I thought they were going with Chip Kelly or uh, Kalani Sataki or Dan Lanning. It's Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Huh. The Lanning kid out of Georgia's got him a job at Oregon. There you go. Pretty good. What do you think? Initially, what do you think about that hire? Um, I I think it's going to be a, a good hire in recruiting for Oregon. I, I don't know how good it's going to be as a football hire. I don't know the staff that he's going to be able to put together. There's, there's a bunch of unknowns there for me. Huh. I, That's a high-risk, high-reward hire right there, man. That could turn out to be fantastic, but that is definitely that's definitely a risk, man. Woo, okay. Interesting. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you the thing that I, that I believe is interesting is that's two big-time hires with defensive coordinators now as head coaches. This year has kind of turned the tide in college football, it feels like. like. Doesn't it feel like defense has the momentum right now? Defense definitely has the momentum. For the, the first momentum. time in a long time? I don't know if like that's a – I mean, just because you're an offensive guy doesn't mean that you can't run a tight ship of a program, but defense has all the momentum right now. And not only that, I mean, I wonder if people are taking a look at things and saying, okay, well – you, your, your two most successful programs right now, Bama and Georgia, kind of have a defensive background. 
So we talk about the NFL as a copycat league all the time. Maybe college football is maybe not becoming that, but they're looking and saying, well, this is how people are winning at the highest level. Let's try to go with this method. I, I don't know. It's just a guess. Yep. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. It's Tulsa Day on The Ref. Live at Trey's Bar and Grill. Someone just DM'd me, Teddy, and said that it's their birthday today and they're going to come out in the 5 o'clock hour. So how about that? Tulsa Day becoming so big that people are spending their birthday with us on this Friday. I absolutely love that. We're going to get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Let me tell you something real quick about Air Comfort Solutions. Uh, We were out there earlier today with Plank. That was a lot of fun. And we are going to offer a special with them today. They've got a great deal going on. It's good till the end of the show. $49 furnace tune-up. If you're an OKC, you can call them 405-721-3740. That's 405-721-3740. Or if you're in Tulsa, 918-743-2400. $49 furnace tune-up, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions. Give them a call today. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was named the Coach of the Year. I believe that was by the AP today. And it's it's probably right. You probably can't argue with it. But uh, for my whole narrative about him in Michigan, it's hard for me to accept and just outright say, yeah, he was the best head coach in college football this year. He deserves it. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's not hard to argue. I can argue it right now and say that don't you think Luke Fickle – a guy that took a non-power five team, Cincinnati, to the college football playoff, maybe should be the coach of the year. Um, it's the thing that kind of – you don't feel like there's a chance that Michigan's going to get absolutely destroyed by Georgia. So, yeah. if you make Fickle the coach of the year, Cincinnati, and they go get destroyed by Alabama, well, then you look dumb. But, I honestly, that's probably it, isn't it? taking a place like Cincinnati and recruiting the way that they've done and building that program the way that they've done to where they got a chance to play with the big boys for a national championship? Yeah, no, I I see that. I mean, the first – I mean, is this not the biggest bowl game that any non-Power 5 has maybe ever played in? I I know BYU won a national title back in the 80s. Um, But in terms of being able to play like a big boy, like, is that right? Biggest non-power, five, biggest bowl game for a non-power five team has to be. Has to be yes, because they can actually win a championship. For oh, well, the first I'm, time in I'm a while. sure there, there may be some that we we can't think of right off the top of our heads. But Cincinnati's playing Alabama, though, like the standard of the sport for yeah. a chance to make it to the national championship game. That's that's pretty big. They're playing Alabama. What one are they? Are they in the? Um, they're in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, they're playing Alabama, the biggest of the big dogs in the Cotton Bowl in a college football playoff with a chance to go play in a national championship. Are you kidding me? At Cincinnati. And listen, I think Alabama's going to win that game. And maybe they win it big. But you never know, man. You never know what might happen. They're coached really well. They've got good players. That would be the story of a century, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, I, it, would, it would be the story of the century. Uh, Toby just texted me. He is going to be there. He's going to be here in about 30 minutes. So we'll uh, get some in-depth 
info on this OU Arkansas game coming up tomorrow. You wanna you wanna read a couple texts before you hit the top of the hour? Sure. Uh, Mule Shoe is not gonna like the Dan Lanning to Oregon hire. He tried to run from the SEC, and now it's coming to him. Teddy, you're the best. <laughs> Uh, I hate this. That's uh, that's pretty good. It's probably Miss Brown, your algebra teacher, that's listening today. That's probably who it is. Um, Here's the – there's some good stuff on on Roof that's coming through. Uh, He was the defensive coordinator at Auburn whenever they won a national championship. Um, So, I mean, I think there's some folks out there that are maybe after a little bit of research and – and a little bit of time to think about it, maybe feeling a little bit better about it. But uh, a lot of the text line is saying kind of the same thing. The point is, it's not his defense. He's there to run Venable's defense. And it's kind of the similar uh, instance as you had uh, with Aranda in Baylor, right? You take a top defensive coordinator, make him head coach, install another defensive coordinator that uh, doesn't have a whole lot of experience or something that you look at and just say, wow, that's impressive. There's some similarities there. So, yeah. Uh, All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number three is next.